welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I'm your host, Hal, and with me here is uh, Too Many Movies alum, Mr. Bamison himself. Nick, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? I am tired. <laughs> uh, we all are. <laughs> We all are. I'm so tired of all these 2022 movies. Hey, uh, let's let's talk about it. This is kind of the honorary 2022 retrospective for the podcast. Uh, I watched quite a bit of movies this year, uh, 58 to be specific, uh, so far. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah. 2022 was a pretty good year for movies, in my opinion. Like I thought so, too. Sort of. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, the, the, I mean, here's the thing. It's like every year has its pros and cons. That's not like anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, for you sure. Know? It's gonna, every year is going to have its fair share of shit. It's also going to have its fair share of good movies. Um, I'm still trying to figure out whether like some of these movies are ones I'm going to be returning to over time. I think some of them are, but, you know, some of them aren't. Uh Nick, I'm curious to know, like, what is your worst of the year, would you say? What would you say? Without a doubt, Jurassic World Dominion. That <laughs> that movie, as a Jurassic Park fan, that movie broke my heart. I, <laughs> yeah. um, I remember I went when I when the movie came out, I was doing a job in California and I and I decided to go to the Chinese theater to see it. And I saw mm. it. I saw it in 4DX, which I thought would be fun. It wasn't. It was like a massive headache factory. Yeah. Like uh, every time a dinosaur roared into the camera, which was often, I'd get blasted with like cold air. And it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like a fan. It was like very pressurized air. Like it was, yeah. it was like being sprayed. Damn, that that theater don't don't lie. The dinosaurs really do roar. Yeah, it's like every oh. time I I'm I'm nodding off, I just suddenly wake up. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one that while it wasn't my least favorite, I definitely understand why people hated it. I the, I think the reason I didn't hate it as much as other people is because I was just so jaded that at that point with Jurassic Park that I'm just like, eh, I guess it could have been worse. It could have been a lot better, but you know, I'm just who cares at this point. It's it was always supposed to be bad. I think it's the same reason why I didn't uh, hate the Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre as much as other people did. Like people fucking despise that. Oh and I yeah, was just like, I saw. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Don't get me wrong, it's bad. But like, I don't know. I've seen worse. Again, I had seen every other Texas Chainsaw movie up until then, and trust me, that franchise gets abysmal. Yeah, like, well, with Texas Chainsaw, you'd have two good ones. Like, the the, the, first the original two. second one is debatably good. With Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. only the first one is good. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's it, it was the only one I rewatched when uh, prepping for Jurassic World Dominion. I was just like, I'm just going to watch the first one. And, and the, and the only it. bar that, that Dominion had to clear was not be worse than Fallen Kingdom. And it couldn't even fucking do that. <laughs> it probably is worse than Fallen Kingdom. I'm, without I'm a doubt. Still, like, I'm still debating whether that, but I think at this point it might be. Without a doubt, in my opinion. Fallen Kingdom at yeah. least had interesting cinematography. At least. Sure. So, 
my worst of 2022, and this is mostly by default, uh, was a movie called Moon Crash, which um, everybody everybody remembers Moonfall, right? Oh, yeah. Could, I still haven't seen forget? it. <laughs> oh, you haven't? Oh, dude, you got to get in on it. You got to get I in know. on the like, Moonfall sweep. It's got, like, what's his name? He He's from the Conjuring movies, right? Yeah, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, him. I, I confuse yeah. him with Patrick Warburton. Oh, they're two very different. Well, yeah, no, I, I can understand that. But anyway, so uh, the good people at Asylum thought that uh, Moonfall was going to be a hit. So they made a, a ripoff movie that came out around the same time as Moonfall, and they called it Moon Crash. Why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> and it's it's bad. Oh, it's bad. It's, it's bad, I'm, all right. <laughs> You know how bad it was? It was so bad, I don't remember a single thing about it. Really? I put it... I I know I watched it. Um, it I have it logged. It's but there. I can't, I can't remember a damn thing about it. Holy um, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, and I guess other notable bad movies from this year was stuff like uh, Chip and Dale, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. I still haven't uh, seen either of them. <laughs> good. Ice Age of uh, Buck Wild, remember that? Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. You and me, you and me watched that together. Yeah, I we did. That. I I really wish we recorded that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Um, also, a movie that I told you about, Pause of Fury, that came out this year. Yeah, I keep forgetting that was a thing, and that yeah. came out in theaters. <laughs> I did, unfortunately. I I can't imagine going to see that in theaters. That that's one where it's like no way, like, absolutely no freaking me, way. I'm taking my kids to see, not to see. I don't know Thor or like, I'm gonna take my kids to see fucking Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we get too negative, uh, why don't we talk about a couple of uh, positive movies? So you did see Puss in Boots. Yeah. Speaking of positive. <laughs> That's r- positive, yeah. So that's kind of the big thing recently was uh, Puss in Boots. Yeah. And we don't have to go into like too much detail. I just want to mention that I saw it, and yeah, it's really freaking good. It's not um, as good as like Spider Verse. No, like, no, of way. course not. But it's still like considering considering like how DreamWorks has been for like the past few years, and I have I've heard like the first one is all right. Like, com- I've heard that people compare the two, and the second one is, like, infinitely better. Oh, it's so much better. I've seen the first one twice, uh, not out of my own volition, just because, and I can tell you it is fine. Is like, it Guillermo uh, del Toro in the first one? Yeah, but he's, like, a he's like an actor in it. He does, I don't think he has anything to do with, like, the story or anything. Cause, that, like, that's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, that is weird, but I guess he just has a lot of friends in the industry that he can be like, hey, can I be in this movie? And they're like, sure. I mean, are you are you going to pass up Guillermo del Toro? Sure, like, but, like, why, of all things, Puss in Boots? Like, I don't know. Maybe he believes in the character. <laughs> uh, but in any case, yeah, no, The Last Wish, honestly, it is so much better than the first one. Even just on, like, an animation level, but oh, yeah, even just sure. beyond that, like, the story, the characters, like... I love the concept of... Uh, the way they portray death in this movie yes the villain is much better in this one like than, well i mean there's a couple villains in this yeah like um, the i think the only scene that i didn't like was when 
uh, Puss was in, like, the Cave of Lost Souls, and uh, Death was kind of just, like, spelling out his whole thing. Yeah. I mean... Well, that's the thing. That's that's the thing about the movie, is that, like, on a story level and character level, I mean, it's good. It, I wouldn't say it's great. Like, again, it's not Spider-Verse level. Yeah. It's just... It's... It's above average when it comes to this kind of stuff explored yeah. in a kid's movie. Like... You know what? Like it's fine. I'm not expecting Shawshank here, but it's it's but it's again, it's not Shawshank, but it's not trolls either. So yeah. there you go. It's, you're laughing. It's Singing killed his grandma and you're laughing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it is a little spelled out. I get it it's for kids, but you know, you can still make a movie clever and made for children like, like it's kind of obvious from his design like he he yes. carries fucking sights for crying out loud it's obvious yeah. that he represents death yeah which i mean i think it's still handled very well but yeah. yes it is it is very on the nose so that that definitely does make sense but yeah i, I liked puss in boots i will say the one scene that kind of shocked me well besides the excessive death in the movie because there's a lot of oh, death yeah. in the movie but like even just like a little moment that really surprised me was that scene when he first meets death and they fight. And then like, it's like a close up of Puss's, Puss's face. And like that red oh, stuff yeah, the, starts like dripping like down. And I'm like, and that, yeah, he starts bleeding. Like at first I was like, Oh, haha, it's a kid's movie. Like it's going to be like jelly or something. But then it's like, no, that's actual blood. That's blood. It's like, he, whoa, he's going to die. Like, like a, a movie with balls. Holy shit. This movie isn't fucking cool. around. <laughs> Yeah, and even if it was just like a, like a, it wasn't even that much. I get it because it's a kids' movie. Yeah. you don't want to be gory, but like, any of it was like really cool to see. Yeah. Um. On the same subject, like, uh, there was a joke I remember with the dog character who I thought was going to be so annoying in the movie. Like, I, mm-hmm. I looked at him and just thought, oh god, is he like, is he going to be the new Olaf or something? Yeah. But no, he was surprisingly like very tolerable. There, yeah, there was he a wasn't funny. Great. Se- there was a funny scene with him where he was like naming off stuff, and then one of the th- he was like, he was like, "Oh, I go by many names," and he was naming off a bunch of insults, and one of the things was just like a bleeped thing. That was an interesting scene because like they did that exact same joke in the DC League of Super Pets movie with The Rock. Oh yeah. Um, where they had like a turtle character just randomly bleep, like, I, I, I will give it to this movie. At least it's part of the joke, like because he's actually naming off names and that's the joke. Whereas like in that mo- in the League of Super Pets movie, uh, it was just kind of random. Like it, there was no point. They were just like, oh, we're edgy. It's like, no, you're not. I think it's um, funnier like like when I've hear I've heard people complain like with like stuff like has been hotel or like sausage party where it's like uh the only novelty is like these animated characters swear Mm -hmm. i think it's funnier when it's like censored you know what i mean i think so too i mean well it depends on the context of course like i said the dc league of super pets where it just randomly throws it in it's jarring and it's not funny whereas here it it is jarring and a little funnier here I mean, it is just kind of out of nowhere, but it it plays more of a part. And yeah, it is a little more shocking because it's a kids movie and it's not as excessive. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a lot. It's a little more clever than, well, 
anything's more clever than Sausage Party, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah. Yeah, that's not a high bar to reach. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in any case, uh, was there any other, like, 2022 movies you wanted to quickly talk about before we get into the other 2022 the, movies we wanted to talk about? The real meat detail? of it? Yeah, uh, the real meat. Glass Onion, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand I, that you have some mixed thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I know exactly what it's going for. Like, I feel like what it's going... I mean, because I, I think it's not a spoiler to say that the movie is trying to be a stupid movie. Like, that's kind of the thing it's going for. In which case, yeah, I get that. I completely, 100% get that. It's yeah. just that, eh, it, it didn't really work for me. I mean... It is honestly 100% a personal thing. I mean, it's it's hard for me to watch a movie from like recent uh from like recently and to see like people wearing masks and name dropping covid. I'm just like, uh-huh. I think it's just like, kind of a recency thing like Yeah, it's definitely a recency years, thing. Well, in 10 years when covid is kind of like just kind of long gone, mm. I I feel like it would be less uh, less annoying. Yeah, probably. It's it's like if like a movie from like 2012 had like lull random humor, you know, like it's just kind of a product of the time. So it's just it, again, it is a total 100 percent personal thing where I can't get it past. But like I get why people like the movie and I understand I don't hate it by yeah. by any means. I could watch it again. Like, I 100 percent want to see more Benoit Blanc movies. Oh, I'm yeah. curious to see what Ryan Johnson does next with the character, honestly, like. Whether or not I like it, I'm very curious to see it. Yeah, more Benoit Blanc sounds like I want to see more like 30 more movies with him. Yeah. If if they make a whole movie where he just plays Among Us, I will watch it. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. What do cool. you say we get into the real meat potatoes? Yeah, the real meat and potatoes. The real uh I have no way of trying to uh segue this into the batman so i'm just gonna say it hey we watched the batman let's talk about it so the bat so i haven't talked about it on this podcast but i did make a video review for it back when it first came out um and i liked it uh enough i thought it was a good batman movie i'm just like yeah i thought it was good i thought the characterization was pretty good for what it was i thought the movie looked great i thought the score was great like i thought it was a good movie um what were your thoughts initially when you first watched it i think a lot of the positivity i had was more for the hype around it like Mm -hmm. you know when you kind of see a movie and you kind of get swept up in like the hype yes I think... oh one oh I, I trust me i've been a victim of the hype for numerous movies before i oh, get yeah. what you're saying but like i think this one was kind of that like i thought it was mm-hmm. a lot better than joker like joker is a movie that got worse with time in my opinion mm-hmm. um but the batman i can see aging like really well especially since um uh like it doesn't have like it doesn't lean too excessively on the batman mythos you know what i mean like yeah it had it had its own like interesting story to tell while with joker it had it was like oh this guy lives in a society with and then we're we're gonna shove in bruce wayne in a in a movie where he doesn't need to be in it i think that's funny that uh 
that movie shoved in Bruce Wayne, whereas this movie kind of does shove in Joker at the last second. Yeah, I mean, again, it is just like one scene, whereas like Bruce Wayne was in a couple scenes in Joker. It's like, yeah, you could cut him out entirely. It does doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Joker, but yeah. In any case, yeah, I that was one thing I was kind of worried about with this movie. You said like the hype kind of swept you up. I agree. I was kind of hoping the hype wouldn't sweep me up because like. Uh, I was watching through every Batman movie to prepare for it, similarly to how I watched every Spider-Man movie to prepare for No Way Home. Yeah. Um, and it was just interesting seeing, like, the different takes on Batman, like, the goofiness, the serious takes. It was, like, it was very interesting. And <laughs> it was awesome because I got to rewatch The Dark Knight, and I freaking love The Dark Knight. And that was definitely something that I felt would come up when discussing the batman yeah. especially you know almost a year later it's it's still something to consider like where does the batman rank among other batman movies like is it better than the dark knight which personally not really no i do not subscribe to that i am still a hardcore dark knight fan i it's better than ba- it. batman v superman by like a, well, yes. a country mile, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's fair to say it's better than BVS. <laughs> um, like, did you did you revisit yeah. the Snyder films at all when you were no, no, actually, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have, but I was just like, mm, nah, nah, I don't want to pass. <laughs> pa- hard pass. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so no, I, and upon rewatching the Batman, I gotta say, I still really like it. Like, there are definitely things I'm not super into, but I think that's not necessarily the movie's fault. So, on, like I was saying, like, is it better than The Dark Knight? I think it's unfortunate that it has to exist in a world post The Dark Knight, because post it's kind of hard. Post Nolan, especially. It's kind of hard to judge this movie post Nolan, like... If the Nolan movies had never existed, I could see the argument that this would be like the best Batman movie ever made, or it's like up there. I'd say it's I'd like, say it's like in the same level of quality as like Batman Returns, maybe. Like I I I say this as like a big fan of the of Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Like I like Batman Returns better than the original. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's pretty fair to say. I. I think I prefer the original Burton film, but I I haven't seen those movies enough times to really get a grasp of what my thoughts truly are. I definitely I know I like them, but like I'm trying to still figure out like where I would rank them. Yeah. Whereas like the Dark Knight movies, like I love the Dark Knight, I love Batman Begins. I'm starting to really not like the Dark Knight Rises again. It, I still it comes and really goes. Like the Dark Knight Rises, regardless. Yeah. I would say I like the Batman more than I like the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. At least you can um, understand what the Riddler is saying. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'll be Maria, Mr. Wayne. Um, this I'm is just not trying how to... this was supposed to go. <laughs> You're a big guy, Riddler. For you. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to make a joke on. But in any case... Um, yeah, so it, it it's hard. It's a hard movie to really kind of separate because you're just thinking the whole time like, oh, this reminds me of that movie. This reminds me of that movie. It's like 
it is annoying, but I will say, despite all the um, comparisons I make, I still think it's a good movie. Like, it's paced really well, despite it being three hours. I think it uh, has a lot of good action scenes, a lot of good cinematography. Like, a lot of the shots are really good in this movie. Yeah, I, the cinematography I, really does a lot of the heavy lifting, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really good Halloween Batman movie. Like, oh, I yeah. could watch this around Halloween just because, I mean, it takes place around that time, but also just, like, the oranges and the reds and the, the cities. Oh, my God, they're really good. They're really gothic looking. It's it's a really good Halloween Batman movie. And I also got to say, I was on board with Robert Pattinson as Batman since, like, day one. Like, I remember when people thought, oh, Twilight, fuck boy literally mm -hmm. i mean apparently every batman actor gets scrutinized like everyone's just like like even far back as like michael keaton people were just like there's no way he could be batman and then like he's batman like people yeah. were saying that with with that ben affleck and i mean say what you will about those movies people seem to really like ben affleck as batman it's like he, he's a highlight that's for sure <laughs> exactly so yeah i was never opposed to pattinson i just didn't know what to expect and then i saw him and i'm like yeah i can see this as it's different enough that i can see him being his own version of bruce wayne but like he still gets the uh credentials correct for the most part like every time he's like in a room in the bat suit like i'm just like that's batman and like the, it's a little weird with Bruce Wayne, but like I've never really been a hardcore Batman fan, so I can't tell you what my ideal Bruce Wayne is. So I, I think he played the part well. I think the scenes where he's like in the Batcave, like alone with the eye makeup still on his face, I'd say, yeah, that's that. I think they got it right right there because they got the attitude just perfect. Oh, yeah. And especially for the fact that, like, he's a young Batman. Like, this is his second year as Batman. So this, it makes sense that he's a little juvenile, you know? Yeah, it, this is like his emo phase. Yeah, would I have preferred, like, a Kevin Conroy-esque where, like, he's, like, this a, a lot more gritty and, uh, you know, a lot more in control of things? Sure, but, like, again, it's his second year. He's not going to be, like, 100% on his game. So I get that. Um... Yeah, no, it's I I also was kind of worried that like the the 3 hours would just like kind of make it slow, but I mean some scenes in the middle kind of drag a little, but like yeah. there's enough atmosphere in the movie that like it keeps me interested. Like I'm never having a bad time watching the movie. Yeah, me me too. I thought I think that it could have been like shaved a bit, like Sure. It definitely did not need to be three hours. I think it could have mm -hmm. been, like... They could have shaved off a solid, like, at most 30 minutes. Like, I guess they, so, yeah. I will say it. the reveal, yeah, like, like, the, the twist, twist. quote-unquote, was a little weak. Because I'm just like, oh, was that supposed to be surprising? You know, how it's like he discovers that, like, Thomas Wayne, you know, dealt kind of shady deals and like the government is corrupt and like rich you know, people eat the rich all that yeah it's like okay like yeah that's i i'm not mad that that's in a batman movie i'm just kind of confused it's like oh is this supposed to be a twist because like i thought that was the point that's why he became batman was because the system is so corrupted you know yeah that's why he that's why he he's bruce wayne he doesn't become like an, an elected official that's why he becomes the batman yeah because he he's carrying out the justice that the system won't 
So it was, it was just kind of a weird thing to see. It's like, oh, okay, I guess this is a twist, quote-unquote. But, yeah. like, whatever. Like, it's a superhero movie. I'm not expecting Citizen Kane levels of uh, one-to-one politics to real-life portrayal. Like, I'm, not, it's, I'm not expecting cutting-edge political commentary. Exactly. I'm expecting, you know, something from a superhero movie that 13-year-olds would go and be like, Whoa, this movie kicks ass. You saw Batman. You fucking drove through that fireball it's like um, that's yeah, just, the level of that's the level of politics i'm expecting which is pretty bare bones if i'm being honest yeah it's it's just something that i can make the wojack face at <laughs> exactly the <laughs> it's a perfect movie to wojack at <laughs> oh, so oh the, the it's the bat it's the bat I will say the when the Batmobile started, uh, when the that scene where like the Batmobile like turns on for the first time, I oh, was yeah. I was getting pretty get, giddy. I was just like, oh, he's gonna do something cool, and then he chases the penguin. It's it's a good chase scene, I gotta say. Yeah, it's it's a great just the everything with the Batmobile is great. Um, yeah. What do you think of Paul Dano as the Riddler? I thought he did a good job. I don't know if I would say it's like up there with. Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, but it's 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 one of the better Batman villains I have seen. I mean, consider, I think he plays the part well. Consider like the last Riddler we had was Jim Carrey. Well, I mean, I'm quite partial to Jim Carrey just because of how stupid that movie is, and <laughs> yeah. how stupid that character is. But if we're going with Riddler in a serious tone, I think Paul Dano does a great does a great job. I think for the tone that the movie has. And having such a ridiculous villain like the Riddler in it, they they pull it off nicely. They 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 do keep the cheese as they should. They don't go fully serious with it, yeah. but like they they do enough. I think they make a good balance of it. You I'd know, love you to have see. The po- Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say they have the funny Paul Dano scream, but then they also have the genuine like uh, gut wrenching kind of serious moments as well with him. So yeah. it. It works. It definitely, definitely works. Yeah, he the scenes where he's like on the news with the mask, like I'd say, is genuinely pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, and then and then whenever he just like does the funny scream, where he's just like, oh no, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember seeing a meme where he was like trapped in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> does he know? <laughs> does he know? What's he cooking? Uh, what's he cooking? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd love to see how Matt Reeves would portray the more goofy Batman villains, like, mm-hmm. like Mister Freeze. Like, I know that Mister Freeze has a serious side, but come on, it's a guy that shoots ice at people. Um, I think Matt Reeves could do it. I would love so. I think they are making a sequel to this movie. I don't know if it's, like, confirmed, but considering how much of a hit it was, I feel like a sequel would be inevitable. I remember seeing news articles that it was greenlit, but considering, like, James Gunn is, like, now shaking up everything over there, I... I, Everything's just still... Everything's just still, like, up in the air. I mean, everything everything in general of WB is just up in the air, considering how how much shitting the bed they're doing. But, oh yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> like uh, it's not le- just DC. Le- Legendary is now moving over to Sony with the MonsterVerse. I, for the best, I would say. <laughs> you know, 
Um, as, lo- as long I mean, as they produce more MonsterVerse movies, I'm still happy. Yeah. <laughs> You're still happy. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I, I feel like if they know, ne- I mean, if they never do a sequel, I guess it would be fine because, you know, the, this movie was fine on its own. But if they do, I feel like I'd love to see that. I'd love to see a serious Mr. Freeze. That would be pretty cool because I think that's a really cool idea for a, uh, a sympathetic villain of having like you know his wife dying of a disease and he's trying to like find the cure and he's like doing anything he can like yeah that's a genuinely good story that unfortunately was adapted in Batman and Robin of all movies you and know it's like cast Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> exactly I think it could work whether or not it ends up working out it's still something I'd like to see. Or know? if uh, Matt Reeves does a more serious interpretation of the Condiment King. You know what? He could probably do it. You know what? Anything's possible at this point. I was if, fired if... from my job at the Condiment Factory. Now <laughs> everyone must pay. Yeah. I'll kill them with ketchup and mustard. He relishes death. <laughs> Damn it. That's so going to be a line in that hypothetical movie. Uh, all right uh was there anything else you wanted to say about the batman before i move on to talking about this blu-ray i have of it if if we do get mr freeze in the sequel if the sequel happens it would be interesting Mm -hmm. as like i think a more blue color palette because this one had a more red orange thing going on so like it switches to a more blue color palette I feel like that would be interesting. Like, yeah, it's like wintertime during Gotham, and there's, like, more blue to it. Like I Christmas and Gotham. I agree. Ooh, yeah. Well, they have done Christmas in Gotham, because remember, Batman Returns is yeah. technically a Christmas movie. So, yeah, totally. They, they could totally do that. Or hell, make a Hanukkah special. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> make a Hanukkah. Eight Crazy Nights in Gotham. Eight Crazy Nights in Gotham. That's a technical foul. <laughs> Batman beats the shit out of a out of a criminal. Yeah, it's a technical foul. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Whitey. <laughs> I'm sure Bivid is uh, excited that we name dropped eight crazy nights in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in any case. Um, so I happen to have the Batman on this nice 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray. Uh, nice. It looks awesome. I love the case. I love the slipcover. Um, do you happen to have it on a nice Blu-ray, or what's your deal? I have a pirated copy in 4K. Of course. Hey, that's just as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you thinking of keeping that pirated legal copy? Yeah, it's somewhere in a USB. <laughs> yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, because I'm totally keeping this uh, 4K. It's it's a good movie. I can see myself returning to it. It looks great on 4K, so this yeah. is one that's staying in the collection. If I had a DVD player, I would get it on 4K. Well, you'd have to get, like, a 4K player. You can't just play it on the DVD player. Yeah, if I had one of those, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, some people just say flat out, like, DVD players, and that, like, kind of just means all kinds of disc players, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. No, but it makes sense. But, I, but as, like, a as someone who collects and is very anal about this kind of stuff, I have to be like, um, actually, you'd need a 4K player, it's and like... you have to make sure it's region-free. 
It's like the it's like the people that get pissed off that people think that Link's name is Zelda because it, it's called The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Actually, yeah. her na- yeah. his name is Link. <laughs> Actually, his name is... Gee, it sure is boring around here. Actually, his name is my boy. <laughs> <laughs> it would be my boy, that's true. In any case, uh, you want to move on to the next movie? Yeah, dude. All right, let's move on to not the Batman, but the Northman. The Northman. The Northman from director Robert Edgers. Uh, fam- director of The Lighthouse, The Vavitch, and now The Northman. Future director Nick- of Nosferatu. Future director of Nosferatu, that is correct. All right, uh, Nick, what did you think of The Northman? Uh, compared to Robert Edgers' previous movies, it... It, I'd say it's like last in my list, but that's still like mm-hmm. a, they're very hard to rank. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It is easily his worst, um, but that still makes it. Honestly, it's my favorite of the year. It's only the, the worst Man. by default. <laughs> it is the worst by default. Exactly. That's just because the Vich has a lot more going for it, and the Lighthouse is the Lighthouse. Like that. That that's that's a whole other level of movie. Yeah, I but mean, let's like, be honest. To give it this, like, if I if I had to choose a Robert Eggers movie, is that movie that I'd be down to watch like at any time? It would definitely be The Northman because for the the Vavitch and the Lighthouse, I have to be in a certain mood to watch those. I agree. I honestly agree. It is that this would probably be the Eggers film I would show anybody. You know, like. I don't think I would ever show a normal person the lighthouse. Oh yeah, just because they they would just be like, "What the fuck is this? This is just two dudes on an island." And I'd just be like, "Yeah, isn't it great?" It's like I I, I just look like a freak it. at that point. Yeah, you don't get it. He beat the fucking seagull. <laughs> Bad but luck any to ca- kill a gull. <laughs> you don't like me cooking. You don't like get. You don't get the symbolism behind his lobsters. <laughs> Let Netude strike ye down, you asshole. Uh, anyway, the no. shit out of each other. No. All right, we got to stop talking about the lighthouse, yeah. or else we'll just talk about the lighthouse. No, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. Anyway, the Northman, the the me, me and the boys on our way to per- perform Hamlet in Viking times. Me and the um, boys dancing in the fire pit. In the fire pit, exactly. Yeah. I gotta say, like, yes, this movie definitely is very reminiscent of Hamlet, The Lion King, what mm, have you. Suspicious. Just like, yeah, revenge type movies. Even with that said, like, I think it definitely establishes itself as its own thing, despite it being kind of similar to things that have come before it. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, the story itself existed before hamlet i think this story inspired hamlet and thus right, inspired that, you know, like the lion king i think that's what it yeah that's what it is because like yeah it's from norse mythology in which case yes this would be the original yeah uh it's the I original mean, in, kimba the white lion <laughs> it's it is the original kimba the white lion hmm suspicious <laughs> um but yeah i think it definitely even with knowing it's uh even with knowing like all its uh, other movies in mind, like it's still able to kind of establish itself as its own thing. You know, 
you watch the Northmen, you're just like, yes, this is the Northmen. Like, these are these characters. The, this is the way the story is told. And I feel like it does a really good job at that. Um, Edgers is known for, like, very dark, darkly lit movies, but yet you could still see what's going on. That's something I definitely noticed was, like, during the night scenes, whenever Amleth is, like, running around trying to, like, uh, do his uh chicanery on the farm yeah essentially but like you know it's it's back in olden times there's no indoor lighting unless it's from a torch so like outside is just complete black but and like the only light you get is the occasional torch and like the light of the moon and yet i'm still able to see what's going on just because the scene is color corrected right so then i can see what's going on it's like I really appreciated that, you know, in movies like Thor the Dark World or Godzilla 2014. You get these. I was just about to bring up Godzilla, literally. Yeah, like, but because, like, those are, like, the prime examples of having darkly lit scenes and you don't know what's going on because it's just so terribly lit. Yeah. But it's like, this movie understands that, yeah, it's at night, so it's dark, but, like, you as the audience member still need to see what's going on because. Film is a visual medium. Like, I don't know if you guys know that. It's kind of its thing. Uh, I think, speaking of, like, dark, like, in terms of themes, I think it's interesting that we're talking about The Northmen right now because, like, this is the only Robert Eggers movie with, like, a, like, without without a doubt, a happy ending. I think so, too. I think it's the happiest ending of a Robert Edgers film. Um, yeah, like, you can you debate know, on whether or not the Vavitch is a happy ending for Anya Taylor-Joy's character. Um, yeah. But, like, I'd say The Northman is definitely the happiest a, Ro- a Robert Eggers movie ever gets. Well, I mean, it's the happiest that a main character is at the end of the movie. You yeah. know, because, like, whether or not it actually is happy, like, you could... Uh, put that up for debate because he, it's he like, got his revenge. He got his revenge, but like he abandoned his wife. He abandoned his, well, not his wife. The he abandoned Anya Taylor Joy, who's carrying his child now, or his his next of kin. But it's just like okay, and he dies, he, <laughs> and he dies. It's just like, did you like you're you've made, you've made yourself feel better because you honored. You, you brought back honor to your name, but then it's like, I, I don't know. Like, did you actually? Like, I guess that's one of those, does like, philo- does he know? Like, well, it's one of those philosophical questions. It's just like, did he actually get revenge? Does he actually feel better? Like, is he actually going into the great beyond to Valhall or whatever the fuck it's called? It's did like, he, did he, I, like, is it, is it actually, like, a good ending for him? Or is it exactly? I mean, whether or not it's actually a happy ending, the main character's happy. And, I mean, the past two times, I don't know if the two main characters have been happy in an Edgers film by the end. I mean, The Lighthouse, certainly not. But, yeah. you know. Like, but, I, but yeah. The Lighthouse, it's like kicking and screaming. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but that's the, that comes back to it being kind of like Edgers' more accessible film. Like... And I mean, this is this probably would be his most accessible film. Like it's 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 the one with the biggest budget. It's the one that's uh, been done through a bigger studio than A twenty four. I believe yeah. it was like this is. Uh, I think this was his first one, like under a major studio. Yeah, Regency and Focus. It's like yeah, it's like these are 
much bigger studios, so he's dealing with much bigger budgets and stuff like that. And, and I mean, you can definitely well, like, you, you can you you can see it on the screen. Like the, the money is clearly on the screen. Like the the amount of scale in this movie is like my god. I'm, yeah. I'm glad we're still getting movies like this, Dune, um, that. Like I, I don't think I'll ever call a Marvel movie big in scale, because it no. doesn't feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. The last one that felt big in scale was Endgame, and that's because what it had a budget of five hundred million. Yeah. If even that, like this one, yeah, no, had like just as big a scale as Endgame did, in my opinion, and it only cost like what a hundred million. Seventy million, I believe. Seventy million, yeah. But yeah, no, totally. It's one of those things where it's like. It all depends. Money has nothing. To, well, sometimes it does have something to do with it, but like it is about how you uh, take what you're given and put it up on the screen. There, like Edgers knows what he's doing. Like he's a really talented director. You know, as I said, even though I think this is his weakest film, like he knows what he's doing. And this is only like his third film, his third feature, I believe. Yeah, and now he's doing a an adaptation of Nosferatu. Like, yeah, which I'm so looking for. forward to. I know it's it's going to be awesome. I mean, I hope it's awesome. If it's not, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. They but, they yeah. they ditched Harry Styles, which thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he would have. That would have been a possibility. Oh <laughs> he God, was, he was like slated to be in it, but like then oh. he, then they got rid of him. I think the only people attached so far are. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Sure. I mean, to be fair, Harry Styles would have wouldn't have liked it because it's not a movie that you can like go to the movie theaters to see a movie or whatever the fuck his stupid ass quote was. I forget what it was, but it was some, it was something ridiculous I, I, like I that. I like it because it's it's a movie. It's a real okay. movie. <laughs> it's a real movie. I mean, it is a real movie. Nosferatu. Um, um, sorry to say, Harry. Yeah, the only people involved with it so far are Bill Skarsgård, Nicholas Holt and lily rose depp i think willem dafoe and anya taylor joy are like slated to be in it too i would have loved that i hope willem dafoe and anya taylor joy because I mean, like willem I dafoe mean, is like a frequent collaborator with yeah robert eggers well two films i mean yeah. same with anya taylor joy because she's been in two films but yeah no like they i consider them edger staples I'd, I'd be interested to see what he does with bill skarsgård like um, yeah oh hundred percent like say what you will about him and uh as pennywise but i think he's i think he can be he's fantastic as pennywise in my opinion and if he if he's slated to play the titular nosferatu i think he'd knock it out of the park especially under um especially under robert eggers direction yeah Yeah, definitely so that's definitely something i'm looking forward to in 2020 well, whenever it comes out. I actually don't know when it comes out. I think it's, In any case, yeah. uh, The Northman. <laughs> yeah. um, was was there uh, anything else you wanted to say about The Northman? Um, I'll just say this. It is easily my movie of the year. Um, I mean, so far, because I haven't seen every single 2022 film. But Oh, you're a movie I, fan? Name every movie. <laughs> <laughs> name every movie. But yeah, from what I have seen, this is easily my favorite of the year. Um uh, but yeah, did you have uh, anything else you wanted to say before I talk about this Blu-ray? Um, Alexander Skarsgård, you are ripped like a god. Please give me your routine. <laughs> oh my god, dude, he was fucking massive. I like, know, Jesus. right? Like, holy fuck. <laughs> he, 
he he's a unit i i was thinking about this like when i I, not to bring up Marvel just to shit on it again, but that's what exactly what I'm going to do. Like, whenever I see, like, Chris Hemsworth in those movies, I'm always just like, yeah, he's a big guy for you. But, like, <laughs> I was, like, I've never, like, really been that impressed. I mean, maybe that's because every guy character in the MCU now has to has, like, a sick pack. You know? Every guy character in the MCU has to be has to be ripped. Yeah, has to be ripped in some way. Even Ant-Man has to be ripped. But in any case, like, but when you see, like, Skarsgård in this movie, and he's just, like, this big fucking unit you're just like jesus that's a that's a viking like jesus christ he'd beat the shit out of me he could he could punch me once and i would die (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah no it was freaking awesome yeah alexander if you are listening to this please give me your routine i want to be ripped like a god (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah same in any case, uh, I have it on this nice Blu-ray, meaning now I officially have every single Edgers film on Blu-ray because I do have the Vavitch and Lighthouse on nice. Blu-ray, which I wish they were on like nicer 4Ks. I don't know if those exist. I'd like for those to exist. I feel like just having the Lighthouse on a standard Blu-ray is kind of a disservice to that movie, but whatever. In any case, this is a nice Blu-ray for the Northmen. It looks great. Um, I like how the... Uh, description of the movie is so short it goes from visionary director robert edgers comes the northmen an action-filled epic that follows a young viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder i mean that's it it's better than the description netflix gave rrr yeah exactly like it gets it's to the point that's exactly what happens in the movie that's all you need to know so i appreciate that thank you northman blu-ray um distributed by universal piece of shit <laughs> um <laughs> piece of uh, shit make it jurassic world dominion fuck you yeah fuck you <laughs> fuck you in any case i will say i'm not a fan of the cover i'm looking at it because it's that marvel floating head cover oh, yeah, where it's like one. you have all the characters just kind of weirdly in there i, I prefer the that on the social media account i was just like no not you too <laughs> yeah it doesn't look great i mean it's not the worst floating head poster i've ever seen like but it, it, it could look better it could have looked better i preferred like the poster on letterbox where it's just like him on like a a cliff and it's like overlooking like a ship or something like that like oh yeah 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 it's simple but like it gets to the point but i mean now that i have the patron member on north on letterbox i changed the poster to something different and i prefer that poster but oh yeah whatever In any case, I'm keeping this Blu-ray in my collection. I assume, well, if you ever get it on Blu-ray, I highly recommend it. But I think would I you also ever keep it? This one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's okay too. Uh, it's just just as valid. Um, but yeah, it's it's keeping in my collection for sure. Yeah, yeah, the Northman. It really was uh, North, but. Rather than talking about something just being in the north, let's talk about something that was everywhere, all at once. Hey! Uh, Yeah, that's right. We're going to be talking about Morbius now. So, uh, I got you, didn't I? Yeah, you got me good. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, we're not talking about Morbius. My favorite part of the movie was when Evelyn said, it's everything everything in time, and she everywhere (laughs) and all over the place at once. (laughs) <laughs> that's good that's good you saved it nice 
Anyway, no, we're not talking about Morbius. I will save that for a different episode. Don't you worry. Mm. In any case, let's talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. The movie from the Daniels. Uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Yeah, exactly. This was... uh, I mean... Well, it's not my favorite of the year. This was definitely the movie of the year. I don't know if you did agree with that. I'd say it's mine def- for sure. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's a really it was a really surprising movie for me. I mean, I was expecting it to be wacky, but like <clears throat> it definitely went places that I didn't expect it to. But I'm glad that it did. Would you say um, that it went everywhere? Well, I mean, that is something that kind of bugs me about it. So let me just get some criticisms out of the way in that upon rewatch, because I have seen it twice now because I watched it once in theaters and I watched it on Blu-ray. I will say I do think it is a bit all over the place. Now, even when I watched it for the first time, I knew that was intentional because it's like, I mean, the. The fucking title is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Like, you're going to be dealing with a lot in this movie. It is a lot to take in. Now, with that said, I understand that. It is a bit much at times. I feel like it didn't need to be as long as it was. And you said you could probably shave 30 minutes off of the Batman. I wouldn't shave 30 minutes off this movie, but, like, I probably would shave, you know a couple seconds here and there kind of whittle it down just a little me personally of course but like you know i'm sure not everybody shares that sentiment yeah i think just like the whole experience like i remember the first time i saw this Mm -hmm. movie was in imax like they Mm. they released it in like a limited imax um showing and oh my god it was incredible (laughs) No, that sounds it. Like, that's something I... So I didn't see it in IMAX. I just saw it in standard digital. But even with it being in standard digital, it looked great uh, on the big screen. Like every um, every scene with the bagel shook the no. entire theater. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So the, even that theater was on that bagel, it seems. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no. So I feel like this probably should have been something I saw in IMAX. But, you know, what am I, made out, made out of money? No, I'm not. <laughs> um <laughs> In any case, yeah, so even with it dealing with a lot, like, a lot did work for me. Like, the action, for example. Holy crap. Like, so good. The fight scene with Wayman and the security cards. So good. The choreography. God damn. I know. It's not. it, it, It. Yeah. Like, I'm almost speechless, but, like, it genuinely is so good. The fight choreography like i'm like the whole time i'm just like how are they doing that how are they doing that like what is going on like holy crap like this is so impressive and it's and yeah it's wacky and i like that i like when movies are absurd but they're like absurd in a way that still makes it entertaining it's absurd in a way that makes sense if you i mean that's a bit of a paradox but no you're 100 correct like yeah absolutely like um I think my favorite part, one of my favorite bits of the IMAX theater in the IMAX bit was like, remember when uh, Evelyn was like in the hot dog universe? Um, <laughs> yeah. And they showed yeah. like the 2001 scene with like the monkeys with the hot dog fingers. <laughs> 
that oh my god i forgot about that scene and then when it came back up i'm just like oh it's so good it's such a good cutaway gag but like i i remember i i when i first saw that i couldn't breathe i literally couldn't breathe i was like i was legitimately gasping while i was laughing that's such a good scene my personal favorite was um the trophy scene so like oh when yeah Ev- Ev- evelyn's fighting that one that one guard um trying to get the trophy away from him and then the bald one just comes running up and it's obviously it was it's obviously censored yeah. and then he like that that scene is now one of my new favorite moments in a theater because the audience would not stop laughing like yeah, five minutes after that scene. Like it was fantastic. so funny. It was fantastic. And it's so funny. Oh God. And just hear, hearing people like die laughing. I'm pretty sure the guy sitting next to me like fell out of his chair. He was <laughs> laughing so hard at um, that scene. Rakakuni was another highlight of the movie for me. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like the funny thing about Rakakuni was like how, uh, you know, it at first I thought it was like, oh, it's just like a funny like one-off joke. It's just like, oh, she just mi- misremembers something. And then like later in the movie, Evelyn in that universe walks into the kitchen and there's a fucking raccoon just make helping him cook food. It's just like, whoa, like you're actually taking advantage of this joke. Like you know what's actually everything. Really, you know what's also really funny. Yeah, the raccoon is voiced by Randy Newman. Yeah, and he's voiced by Randy Newman, which is kind of weird because did Ra- did Randy Newman work on Ratatouille? I don't know, but like considering like the Pixar alumni joke, I think the work I think it works like perfectly. Yeah. Oh yeah, it still works as a joke. Don't get me wrong. And they I they made thought... like a song to get. He made a song for the movie called "Now We're Cooking." Now we're cooking. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a bop. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it. Oh my god, it's yeah. Like so, and I was just gonna say like they take advantage of everything. Like. Yeah, that's part of the title. I get it. I I get what the title is saying. Like everything, everywhere, all at once. It takes advantage. Like it. That's not just like a one-off thing. Like one-off things actually play a part in the movie. Like that's brilliant. They take full advantage of the multiverse concept. Like exactly. Like j- just like Spider Verse did. Like, and I hope that I hope that across the Spider Verse does the same thing. Which like from the looks of it, it seems like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like hard to tell. Different, but different spider beings. But like, like I remember people were comparing this to the new Doctor Strange movie, where Which, yeah, they yeah. only showed like glimpses of other universes for like one scene, and that's it. Yeah, that was such a weird choice in that movie. I mean, say what you will about that movie, it's weirdly uh, polarizing. I don't know why, but whatever. In any case, like. Yeah, of course, like, Everything Everywhere is much better at tackling the multiverse than that movie was. And, I mean, even, again, like, even after seeing both of them, it's just like, yeah, because this movie takes advantage of there being a multiverse, whereas that movie was, like, there were, like, what, three different universes explored in that movie? It's like, that's not really multiverse multiverse of madness. Like, oh, um, we're, uh, traffic lights, red means go. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) real uh depth of creativity there you got there mcu yeah although i will say pizza papa always gets paid yeah that that was that was the funny that was that was the good bit because i remember all the marvel fans in my theater were pissed at the end credits scene no how do you get pissed off at bruce campbell you 
fucking idiots. They don't know who <laughs> Bruce Campbell is. They just oh my god. Like the guys in front, the guy in front of me was just like, "That's it." <laughs> That's oh my god, morons! Don't get it, all of you, all of you. I, Am I, I the only I, I one around here who appreciates that? that? I really hate to be that guy, but, like, you literally don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> get on the same level as me. Watch me, Evil the Evil Dead, Dead enjoyer. And... Yeah, watch Evil Dead. Watch Evil Dead. That's what... And listen to my Evil Dead episode. Sorry to shill, but, you know, <laughs> it's what I do. Oh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, everything everywhere. Um, Yeah, no, it's... They take full advantage. They really, really do. It's... It... Again, it's exhausting, but I'm glad that it is. Like, yeah. And yeah, I say that I would shave off a couple of minutes, but that's what I would do personally. I'm glad that the Daniels made the movie that they wanted to make. So if that means I have to be exhausted while watching this movie, so be it. Like, I still think it works really well. Michelle Yeoh as well. So good. Oh like, my God, she does an fantastic. immaculate job. Yeah, she does great. Like, I, I feel like I've known people like her in my life exactly like the way the way she talks like the mannerisms that she has it's yeah. like i've known people like that and we need we need we also need more people like waymond waymond oh god waymond was the best like oh i god. related to waymond on a personal level dude it was I amazing love waymond and i'm glad that was... he the the actor i can i can never pronounce his name for the life of me but yeah, i am it's like so glad that he's getting noticed now yeah, dude, I was just like, oh, that's Data from the Goonies and Short Round from Temple of Doom, and now he's Waymond and everything everywhere, and he does a great job. Like, it's just like, holy he shit. Got, he got casted in season two of Loki, and I'm just like, you know what? He deserves it. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. It, it's also funny, because like, I knew he was uh, those characters, for, well, just because I looked it up on Letterboxd, but also because like, he sounds the exact same. Like, I didn't realize... like. That's that's just his voice now, <laughs> like, which he does great. He does great. It's a great it's a great voice. It's a great uh, performance. It's a it's a really good character. I loved his character in the movie, like yeah. a whole lot. Which it's funny that like I loved Wayman so much because um, you know a lot of people compared everything everywhere to Turning Red when it first came out because they do tackle similar themes. And one of my biggest criticisms, well, not biggest criticisms, but something I definitely criticized in my Turning Red review on Letterboxd was that I said, you know, I really wish the dad character was kind of taken more advantage of. Like, he actually was a character and not just, you know, someone who says a speech in the third act of that movie. But, like, you know, that's, that's on, Turning Red. Character. you got to put your head up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, here in Everything Everywhere, like... Waymond was everything I wanted from the dad character in that movie. Like, he actually is a character. He has a personality. He actually has relevance in all his scenes. Like, he's, he's an actual character. <laughs> yeah, he's involved in the movie. And so then I'm able to feel for him as a character. In which case, I'm also able to feel for all the other characters. So it's just something that always bugged me about Turning <laughs> Red. But, like... You know, that's a whole other discussion that's for a, another time. That's a time. whole other can of worms that we should get into now. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to say about uh, everything everywhere? The rock scene was scene of the year for me. Like The rock scene? I was not expecting that scene the way that it was shot. But man, I'm glad it was in the movie because... <laughs> 
we need more well in a good way we need more scenes like that not like a specific like every movie now needs to have a scene with rocks in it but like you know like just absurdist out there concepts being taken advantage of yeah like we need more of that it, it works on many levels it's like it's funny but it's also emotionally wrecking yeah like, and it has relevance it's shot in a great way like it it's it's not just oh haha there's no talking in this scene it's like they actually take advantage of it yeah and like i i literally have that scene as my computer wallpaper like i have well, there you go i have just to be a rock as my wallpaper there you go. There you go. It's just be a rock as your wallpaper. <laughs> just hit me. Wait a minute. Like yeah, <laughs> just be a rock paper. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Like yeah, uh, that's. I mean, it's a very famous scene in the movie. I mean, a lot of scenes are famous in that. Scene it's now iconic. I know. There's just so many iconic moments in that movie for sure. Um, I don't know how well it's going to do at the Oscars, but honestly, I don't need it to do well at the Oscars because I love it already. So yeah, you know, um, they put googly eyes on the on the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that would be clever. That that would be clever. They put googly eyes on the Oscar statue. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they win, if they win it all, but yeah, no, totally. I, I can definitely see like a best supporting actor for. Uh, Ki Hu Kwan. Yeah. 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 Probably. I could see a best actress for Michelle Yeoh. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I think her the only actress that stands in her way is um Michelle Williams in the Fablemans. Mm, probably. Like yeah. it's between honestly, her and Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't tell you any other Oscar predictions. Uh, we don't have to turn this uh, part into an Oscar predictions part because, honestly, I got nothing. Like, you ask me, like, oh, who's going to win? It's like, I I honestly rarely ever watch uh, the movies that do end up getting nominated for Oscars, so I can never tell, like, who's actually... Because, like, I obviously have my biases, but, you know... I I'm never right. Yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, I think the only shoe in is probably Brendan Fraser. Mm. Well, I still have yet to see the whale. Um, I oh, do yeah, need to that, see it that, though. That that'll wreck you. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Yeah. No. It's, I, I I do need a good Brendan Fraser uh, wrecking for sure. <laughs> He's gonna wreck it. <laughs> I'm gonna wreck it. Uh, Brendan Fraser is live action Wreck-It Ralph? Oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Disney, I'm kidding. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, please Disney. I was it was a joke in Minecraft. I wasn't I wasn't serious. Uh, they never listened to me. It's okay. All right. Um so do you have this on Blu-ray or DVD or anything? I pirated this too. <laughs> I pirated it too. Well, that's right. I remember last the last episode you were here. You talked about you don't really have much of a collection, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, are you going to keep that pirated version? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. I I have a feeling this is one we're def- definitely going to be revisiting. I will say, I think upon rewatch of this movie, it's probably my least favorite of the three that we just talked about that I have on Blu-ray. Now, with that said, that's like saying The Northman is the weakest of the Robert Edgers movies. Like, it's still awesome. Like, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, 
I have yet to actually meet somebody who downright hates this movie. It's, I, it's, there's no way. Like, I mean, there's no freaking way. I think Everything Everywhere is probably one of the few movies that I would recommend to everybody. Oh, for sure. Yeah, same. Like, I think everybody has at least something to get out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it has such, like, a diverse... A diverse like amount of lessons that somebody yeah. could get out of it or like a, div- a diverse amount of characters like you said that michelle you said that you knew people like michelle Yeoh's character like mm-hmm. i i feel like a lot of people can definitely relate to her and get a lot out of her yeah i've definitely met people who are like her daughter like joy i've definitely met people who are like waymond i've definitely met people who are like jamie lee curtis's character like they just feel like real people yeah. at that point like they're just not only are the performances really good which they all are but like even just the writing of these characters it's yeah like, they're not like caricatures yeah. of anybody they're, they're yeah, just they feel people. like real people like it's gen it feels genuine and i appreciate that it's just like yeah and I like that there's no true villain in this movie. I mean, it's kind of hard to, you know, make a villain out of anybody. I mean, yeah, the only, there's antagonists, but you understand completely like where they're coming from. That's it. Exactly, exactly. It's nihilism. And even then, it's like you understand why the character is nihilistic and stuff like that. So I, I it's not explored in a Rick and Morty way. It's actually explored in, like, an actually genuine way. I, I was just about to bring up Rick and Morty, like... <laughs> god imagine if like the people who wrote who wrote write rick and morty did this movie it would be like infinitely worse it, it would be the worst oh my god it would be so terrible it would be genuinely one of the cringiest things ever made and you know it would be like it would be read at the movie let's it be would honest be like, like like it would literally just be like the whole it would be chip and dale oh yeah, it would be. Oh. Oh. You know, Chippendale was the worst movie I had seen this year until Moon Crash came along. So. Uh, like, Chippendale. I, what a I, failure. I have to convince you that John Mulaney is funny. He's just in bad shit all the time. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, yeah, that was with. Uh, he was in Puss in Boots. He was big jack horner and he was really fucking funny in that movie yeah i know and then you he's, put him in chippendale and he's i, I saw him god awful he was really funny he's just yeah he's just really bad he's just he just has a shitty agent oh my god the like, worst agent he's, I, he's in five seasons of fucking big mouth yeah that that's when you know like your <laughs> your agent hates you at that point <laughs> they're doing that on purpose honestly I, yeah in any case, yeah, I'm keeping everything everywhere all at once. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good Blu-ray. Um, yeah, it's a total keep in the collection. Yep. I'll keep it in the USB for safekeeping. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, okay. Well, was there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap things up? Any thoughts on 2022? Any thoughts for 2023? Um... Watch Megan in theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Megan in theaters. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, also, watch Megan in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'm, in I, any case, I can't wait to really just get high, and it looks like a fantastic high movie. <laughs> yeah, it does. I was just going to say, I think, yeah, I probably wouldn't say 2022 is the worst year for movies. Um, I think I may stand still stand by 2021 being a lot worse uh, for me personally. Yeah. But even then, like, you know, the more years go by, the more you definitely realize it's a year. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Like, there's going to be terrible shit for movies. There's going to be awesome movies just as well. Like, like 2021 had... 2021 had Space Jam 2, but at the same time, it had Dune. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Those are perfect, perfect examples of, like, you know, the weighing the pros and cons of a given mo- of a given year. Like, yeah, this year I had The Northman and The Batman and everything everywhere, but... On the same flip of the coin, yeah, it also had Black Adam and Fresh and, like I said, Chip and Dale. Like, there's going to be shit. There's going to be good stuff. It doesn't matter what year. Um, So, and I still have movies that I have not seen from 2022. I still have movies I have not seen from 2021. I still have movies I have not seen from 2019 that are still on my watch list on Letterboxd every year (laughs) exactly every year has a movie that is in my watch list but also uh, just has a movie that i have not yet seen it's every year has something that i have not seen yet because there's billions of movies out there we're not going to get to all of them but i'd like to i will say that (laughs) um in any case I'm looking forward to 2023. I got three movies I'm looking forward to. Two unironically, one big ironically. Uh, I'm guessing the ironically one is The Flash. Oh my god, yeah. I can't wait to see The Flash and see how shitty it is. It's it's (laughs) genuinely going to be so shitty. I can't wait to see. Because the only reason I know it's going to be shitty is because I know wb to cover up all the ezra miller controversy they're gonna put in like so many cameos and fan service and now now they're considering ezra miller as the flash for james gunn's universe exactly i can't wait to see how what shit they pull to see to like to just to distract the cooming fucking nerd bros out there just to be like look it's michael keaton as batman it's i can't wait to see the shit they pull like it's gonna be amazing but if we're talking genuinely good movies that I'm looking forward to, or genuine movies that I'm looking forward to, not saying they're good because I haven't seen them, but we'll just have to wait and see. I am looking forward to Spider-Verse 2, and I am looking forward to Dune 2. Like, those are genuinely movies I am looking forward to. Yeah, you know? Spider- Spider-Verse 2. Um, I'm curious to see what uh, Scream 6 will do. I mean, I'm I know curious that you're not too. the biggest fan of Scream, but like... <laughs> I, yeah. I'm still seeing it. <laughs> I might still see it too, just because. I mean, where do you go with Scream at this point? Like, I mean, they're in now, they're in New York I, now. <laughs> yeah, the the Muppets take Manhattan all over again. I Jason guess. takes Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, all Scream right. Six lost in New York. <laughs> Scream Six lost in New York. <laughs> uh, that's good. All right, Nick, I think we've gone on for long enough. It's an hour and 15, according to uh, Audacity. All right. The, aud- the audacity of audacity. The audacity. Uh, the audacity. The audacity, Lois. Lois. All right. All right, we've, got, we've gone on for long enough, I'd say. All right, Nick, 
please shout out your stuff. Where can people find you? I'm on YouTube at Mr. Bamison. I am no longer on Twitter because fuck that site. Good. Uh, yeah, just find me on YouTube. I got nothing going on currently in terms of work, but I'll have something out later this month, hopefully. Nice. Yeah, I'll be sure to link all your stuff in the description below. Your YouTube, your Letterboxd, and whatnot. Oh yeah, my letter. Follow my Letterbox. My most popular review is for trolls. Hey, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good review. I gotta say, I it gives me a hearty lull every time I see it. So, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. All right, thank you all for listening and watching and doing whatever it is you did to get to this moment. Uh, so yeah, thanks for watching. I'll see you all next time, and always remember something in the way. Something's in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you, I'm